Meredith can go f herself. I'm done with her, because I'm not a f whore, and I don't cheat on my husband. Her and her dumb f family that poses. Why don't you own a house? Why? You can't. Because your husband changes jobs every five minutes. Meredith is a piece of shit. I have your back. I'm offended by that. F you. That piece of garbage whore. I hate her. She's a whore. She's half of New York. She can go <laughs> Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby gorgeous. So we've got to talk about that clip you just put in oh at the my top of the show. God, I love that man. How good was that? Fucking hell. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, that has to be played at the top of the episode. Best Bravo all week. So funny. And like he played Voldemort and yet this was his most sinister role. Agreed. Hands down. <laughs> Give that man an Emmy. That was fucking insane. It was insane. so funny. I love that ranch. Like when you really break it down, you're like, oh, yeah, every line is iconic. Oh, so good. And I can't believe that he got the script in advance and wrote fucking like thespian notes <laughs> to make sure that he delivered the best performance he could. What a star. He certainly did. My problem with him, though, is like, why does he pronounce his name that way? What do you mean? Isn't it meant to be like Ralph and he's like, it's Rafe. And I'm like, what? Well, Ra Rafe? Is he Irish? It's not a name. I don't know. Have you seen Irish spelling of names? Oh, that's a very good point. There's a girl I went to school with. Her name was, this is how it was spelt. Guess how it was pronounced. N-I-A-M-H. Oh. Yeah, Neve. I've, I've seen that one before. What the that's fuck, crazy. people? Neam. Mm -hmm. No, no. That's horrible. It's pronounced Neve. The poor bitch. Every fucking year she had to like coach people on, like, teachers, etc., on how to pronounce her name. Like, how frustrating. I'd hate it. Oh, the worst. What did you think of This Week in Bravo, apart from Voldemort doing Lisa Barlow? I've been way more interested in the Girardi Key stuff that's been happening, to be honest. Oh, yes, of course. Like, so we briefly mentioned last week, after our 12 minutes didn't record, I quickly, <laughs> quickly said about the CFO of Girardi Key has now been, I don't know if he's, he's not been indicted yet. He's just been charged by the feds. Your dog's trying to get on the bed. Oh, no, it's okay. He made it. It takes him like 10 goes to jump up. Yeah, fair enough. Is it so cute. Is it not carpet underneath? It is. It is? Oh, okay, fine. What ifs? Yeah, so CFO was arrested when he entered the States after he was, I don't understand, right? So he was in, he was in the Bahamas. Part of the $10 million he stole, he took $2 million of it and bought a house in the Bahamas. Why would you leave the Bahamas mm -hmm. if you've stolen money? I don't know. Why would you leave the Bahamas? Apparently he had to go to the States to deal with some family matters and he'd actually done it a few times. So maybe he just had a bit of an ego and thought, oh, well, they don't care about me. Now, I thought he had been stealing this monies over a long period of time, right? Uh -huh. And I assumed... Just like Tom Girardi, he's got none of the money left. I was listening to Emily D. Baker on her pod and she said that as part of the 
well, it's not indictment, whatever it is, that the feds noted that he stole the $10 million in 2020. Mm. And I guess I'm asking the question, and if anyone knows or if you know, Nathan, does that... Oh, I won't know. <laughs> does that mean he saw the ship sinking and took the $10 million on his way out and on the way down of the Ponzi scheme crumbling? I assumed he was stealing it all along, not at the 11th hour. And if he stole it at the 11th hour, then that meant money went at the end. Because mm-hmm. we all think that there's money hidden somewhere, right? Oh, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, does this prove that? Because if the Lion Earhart victims couldn't get their $2 million and this guy had just stolen $10 million a few months before we found out... That meant that there was money to pay them their $2 million. Like Mm -hmm. if the feds were on him, I've got questions is what I'm saying. Because if there was $10 million for him to steal in 2020, was there other money? Because you can't just take the last $10 million, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's all beyond me. I'm so sorry. I have I questions. <laughs> like, I know the guy bought five houses. So wow. I'm like, well, did he buy the five houses in 2020? Like, this this is, I'm confused. Someone needs to clarify for moi. But the fact that the IRS was there when the judge was reading all this stuff out, the feds have got this guy, right? The AUSA has got this guy in custody. They're not releasing him on any bond because the judge is like, we don't know if the bond money that you'll use for your bond is stolen funds. So they're not releasing him on bond because I don't trust that his, any of his money is actually his money. The guy earned $350,000 a year. So he's not getting out of prison. Mm. And so I'm looking at it going, so they've got this guy who is the guy that moved money, knows all about the money. I want to know what else is coming because he's going to turn on anyone he possibly can, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll be very curious as to see who else is going to be next. Okay. So this is what I'm Trey curious about. That's what I'm saying. And I could not care less. <laughs> what? How do you? Not- I really don't care. <laughs> really? Nah, oh I'm over it. I've expelled enough energy on on the Lion Heart victims. I'm so sorry to say. Rest oh, in peace. Oh. Okay, fair enough. I know, I'm over it. Okay. So, moving right along, it's we're not there yet, but just wanted to remind people Jen Shah's sentencing dates. We've got November 30 is when the defence put in their sentencing submission. Then December 7, the government puts in their sentencing submission. And then December 15 is when we've got the sentencing hearing. It's the holiday season, baby. Yeah, I know. Ring-a-ding-ding. Very excited. <laughs> just quickly... I just want to say something about Candace because we know we hate her. Did yeah. you see one of her Insta posts? I live for Bravo shared it. This is her Insta post and you tell me what this says about Candace to you. Uh-huh. If I'm travelling via Uber in your car to the airport and you don't help me with my bags, you're getting no stars. Yeah, she's a bitch. Have you ever expected the Uber driver to help you with your stuff? No. No, I mean, a lot of them do. Which is lovely. Um, yeah, which you'd give them a five-star service for that. But, like, if I'm going to drop someone down, I'll drop them down to a four. A four is crushing enough. A zero? No stars? I didn't think you could give no stars. I don't know. That's people's that livelihoods, man. That just means you man. don't rate them, I suppose. No, I think she's full. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. First but- of all, Candace, Miss I Pretend on money bags. why are you using an Uber? <laughs> Rich people don't use fucking Uber. They have a driver. <laughs> And second of all, like, it's an Uber. Like, I know. 
don't tip them. That that suggests to me that she's never tipped an Uber driver because if she thought they should help with bags, then just not tip them. And you know that bitch is going with a lot of bags. Oh, my God. How many bags does that bitch have? Serves her right. <sighs> Stupid whore. And posts about it like she thinks she's in the right. I know. God she's no. out of touch. She's... I don't like her. No, no, no. She did make me laugh this episode, though. <laughs> That's true. So quickly about Salt Lake City news. Did you see the TMZ footage of Jen? No. What? Okay. So it was, I think, a week or so ago, TMZ got this footage. Jen is having a screaming match with, I don't know, family, friends, whoever, at like the 9.50 p.m. Mm. You hear Jen scream, fuck you, like a bunch of times. (laughs) Another guy kept saying, like, Manny didn't say that. Don't fuck around with Manny. Now, yeah, don't the, fuck around with many. That's right. No one knows what the fight was actually about or what started it or really who the other people are, but they're talking about someone's husband. That's what I heard. Now, I did not hear this. I watched it twice. Actually, <laughs> actually that's not true. I watched it three times. But in the TMZ report, it says that someone, not Jen, but someone said like a homophobic slur a few times, which I couldn't pick that up. I didn't hear that. And that's why I listened to it three times because I was like, what the fuck? Mm. But I didn't pick up on that. But yeah, man, shit's getting real for her. The house of cards is a tumbling. Yeah, I thought that too. But then I'm like, well, this isn't the first time she's like screamed at people. So I just think maybe it's part of the course for Yeah, her. she screamed before she got arrested in her, in her defence. <laughs> exactly. What else? What else? Oh, so did you hear about Denise Richards getting shot at? No, I I haven't heard anything, but what's this? Okay, so Denise Richards and Big Dick Aaron are in a ute. What do they call that in America? The truck? They call that a truck, don't they? Pick up? I don't know. It's fucking ute, mate. So he's driving her to some film set or whatever, and they're having trouble finding the building. And look, you know what it's like. When you're driving and someone's trying to get a parking spot or they're looking for an address, they drive slow and a little inconsistent. It's fucking annoying. We all know that uh-huh. it's annoying. Uh, yeah. Well, the person that it, that was happening to was went beyond annoyed and went to road rage full on, right? <laughs> Big Dick Aaron reckons that he, like, pulled over and let the guy pass. This guy turns around and shoots at their truck and gets their truck. Oh, my God. Was it Big Farmer? <laughs> Big Farmer trying to shut them up. Oh, my God, that's right. They think that Big Farmer's out to get them. I think Big Farmer is. I forgot about that. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God, that's right. They always think they're being followed and shit. So they, yeah. they won't think that it's road rage. They'll think that it's Big Farmer <gasps> coming to get them, I won't they? A car backfired, like the exhaust pipe or no, whatever dude. went off, and they're like, ah. There's a shot of the bullet hole. There's yeah, a that's a big shot farmer. Of their ute with a fucking bullet hole, mate. They must have been driving real slow. I mean, how fucking annoying would they have been and for how long? I mean, like I said, <laughs> you get annoyed and you open your window down and you might go, for fuck's sake, pull over. But a gun? Wow. Jesus Christ. What a world we live in. Shall we get into Potomac? No, no, we got two more little tidbits. Oh my God, so many stories. Did you see Ramona Singer has announced that she's leaving oh, Housewives? I did see that one. I did see that one. She says, I do not want to do the show any longer. It's not for me at this time. But we all know she was fired. Yeah, she's fired. But also, like, they're splitting up in 
to two different Maronis. Like, I know. That was I never going to fly with someone like Ramona. No. And did you know that Madison, Madison is getting married? Oh, I don't care. Madison, Madison is getting married. And Good for her. it must be a destination wedding because there's shots of her on a plane and she bought a seat for her wedding dress. A what? Oh, a seat for her wedding dress. Yeah. Get out. She bought a seat for her wedding dress. <laughs> Took me a while to process that one. That's crazy. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. Oh, good times. Yeah, that's all I got. That's everything. Well, I actually, now that you mentioned Roni, though, did you see that one of the new ones has quit already? <gasps> yes, Liz Savetsky. <laughs> Savetsky. I think she was like the first one leaked, like oh, as in what. being on the show. But, yeah, apparently she received a lot of hate mail, death threats, trolling and stuff. Was that not to be expected? Like, that's terrible, but, like, that's to be expected, right? I don't know if one would expect it because they happen to be Jewish. Oh, is that what it was about? Yes, sir. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm <laughs> just, like, and that's the thing. That's It's not as if it's just going to be trolling because there, yeah. are, there are people out there who are being physically threatening with their racism so yikes well it's not really racism is it? it's prejudice i don't know the correct terminology other than it's fucked so yeah it's fucked all right well let's get into potomac did you enjoy potomac this week um okay so i was a good girl this week and i yeah. watched the shows oh, great like the morning after they came out and took notes so it's like i can't fucking remember this is why it's good for me to watch the shows like you know, within 24 hours of us recording. Yeah. Well, this one's burning and beefing. And it was actually, I thought, really enjoyable. Like, we finished the burn session quite quickly. That sort of was just a tying up of a loose ends. But then we get classic trip drama. Yes. Like, with with room allocations and just there not being enough beds for the amount of people that are there. Like, that's just peak housewives. And we got airport footage, which I froth on. And, like, Robin's, like, already Googling hotels in the area before she gets to the accommodation. Like, this is what I love. She ain't stupid, let me tell you. <laughs> she ain't stupid. No. But before we get there, let's talk about the rest of the burn session. Let's so it's do. all about Chris sliding into DMs and then Candace is spinning it right back, being like, well, Michael sucks a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, Chris ain't sucking no dicks. <laughs> right. Is that the bar? Is that the bar we're sending for, for our yeah. spouse? Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, God. God. And there's all this talk about Michael, well, she's implying but also downright saying that Michael sees male sex workers yes. in order to suck their dicks, I believe. Well, why not? Is it a good dick? I, That's what I want well, to know. Is it a I just wonder, dick? is that the extent of what's happening when he books a session? Is it just like, oh, I'll just suck your dick and that's it? Or like, surely the Don butt stuff? So they're focusing on the dick sucking, but you're like, okay, but what else is happening? Surely. Yeah. And they keep bleeping out the person's name, but they seem to all know him. <laughs> and that's what I want to know. How do they all know him? Is it because they've all heard the same rumours or because he's not only a high-class sex worker, but he's obviously famous? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just think that they have all heard this shit before and they've had this fight before off camera. Michael sucking male dicks. Like, <laughs> like we know. I mean, who was it said, I hope he looks like Juan? Was that Giselle? Giselle was so funny. She said, if he looks like Juan, then it's true. Yes, I love that. <laughs> oh, I clap, clap, clap. That's so funny. Oh. So funny. After that sort of discussion, the burn session sort of ends. Um, and they... <laughs> Except in confessional, Candace called Giselle an evil. See you next Tuesday. Yeah. What? I know, calm like, down. Candace takes everything so personally, and I know that is the dumbest thing to say, but I think that's why you've got Giselle and Karen doing so well on this show because mm. they realise that if they don't take it personally, 
it doesn't actually go any further person on, on a personal level, which means yeah. it's not actually personal. It's just fucking TV. It's TV. So good. And so they all sort of split up. Like Robin does a walkout, but then she <laughs> she can't leave because the rest of the cast are in there and she can't get an Uber. It's hilarious. Poor bitch is just sitting in the bus. <laughs> and Mia's taking a glass of wine for the road. I tell you what, I like Mia. Why? Because she took a glass for the road? She's a good time gal. She is a good time gal. And it's nice to have some fun people on the TV. It is. It is nice to have someone who just wants to, like, turn <laughs> up and have some fun. Be MIA Question, or not MIA. You know how Ashley and Wendy are left in the restaurant and they're talking? Mm-hmm. Did you notice that Wendy was eating only with a knife? What? <laughs> okay. So Wendy was scooping food in her mouth with a knife. <laughs> That's crazy. Surely there was a fork somewhere or even a spoon. No, no, she's using a knife. It wasn't a splayed? No. Oh, fuck, man, she could have just used her thumbs, honestly. But she's, I'm like watching her. I'm like, bitch, what are you eating with a knife for? You're using a knife in place of a fork and or a spoon. Oh, there's some, like, not quite right about that girl. Yeah. That's so funny. I didn't notice that. Oh, my God. So, Candace, she pulls Giselle aside. They talk about the dressing room incident after reunion again. Uh. And Candace is sort of like, what exactly made you uncomfortable? And she, I think Giselle, I mean, yeah, it's it's all nothing. But she lays it out. She says, this is what happened and that's how I felt. And Candace is like, well, did he have malintent? She's like, no. He didn't need to have malintent for me to be uncomfortable. That's true. And then Candace is like, you're the reason why assault survivors don't come forward. It's like, whoa, Jesus. Oh, that's (laughs) when she calls her an evil cunt in confessional. Sorry. Crazy. Now, look, I get why Candace is mad because literally nothing happened. And so she's like, now I'm going to have to fight this when nothing happened. But Giselle's point is something doesn't have to happen for me to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And I just added it to the mix of this guy needs to step off a bit because she's clearly traditional in the sense that she doesn't want to be alone with a man, which is Mm -hmm. with Don Killis, in my opinion. She's obviously traditional in that respect. So it makes sense that she wouldn't tell him that she would tell Candace. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I do think... Giselle has a point, but I also do think if she wasn't being filmed on a TV show, she wouldn't have given it a second thought. Agreed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think Giselle's grasping at straws here. But then I think for Candace to jump to, like, you're the reason sexual assault survivors don't come forward is just like, what? Candace just knows how to make herself wrong, period. Yeah. Giselle must have pulled Ashley aside and said, get on the train. Yeah. We're going after Chris Bassett because then Ashley's name-checking Deborah. Yeah. As the one that's not comfortable with Chris at the taco party. Yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't it funny? I call it the taco party too. <laughs> it's a taco party. <laughs> I don't know. Who's this then- Deborah? Like, come I on. Don't know. I can't keep track. So this Debs, who we haven't met yet, said that Chris propositioned her at the bar and felt her butt. Yeah. Have we not? Was she a babysitter or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were at Ashley's house and she had that play date with that chick who had play the- date. The chick with the braids, that's yep. Deborah. Remember wow. I called her Debs? You're clever that's for reminding right. me. Yes. So we have seen Debs before and Debs clearly wants on the show. Right. She wants to become part of storyline. He grabbed her butt or I don't know about that. was he standing at the bar and it was three people deep and he was pushed, like, you know when people, like, you're at the bar and you kind of, people are naturally moving. Accidental butt taps. Accidental butt tap. And maybe he wasn't propositioning her. Maybe he was just telling her that she looked nice. 
Or maybe he was. Maybe Chris is a dirty dog. I don't know why we're all defending Chris. I'm not saying that I'm defending Chris. Yeah, I guess I kind of am. I may be going along with Candace's line of people are making things out of nothing and exaggerating. But you're right. It's just as plausible that he could as it is that he couldn't. Yeah, and isn't that just like Candace? Like her music career is making something out of nothing and exaggerating things. That's true. Yeah, she can definitely, definitely spot that a mile away. Yeah. So Ashley is finally listening to everybody's advice, including Lumps, about (laughs) seeing an attorney, right? So she she has this little scene with the attorney and what I loved the most Mm. was how gagged the attorney was when she goes, oh, what do you think of us buying a house together? And the attorney, like, did a double take. I know. Gooped a gag, a gog and a ghast. She was like, are you, is this bitch serious? Do you know this Michelle's been on the TV? Has she? And it's her firm. Oh, okay. It is her law firm. Yeah, bitch has been on the teeth. See, I'd rather her be on the show. Oh, like than yeah. Debs. Oh, because totally. when um, Ashley's like, oh, I've been Googling it, and she's like, yeah, I didn't get my degree on Google. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. She was hilarious. I uh, loved her. Yep. Any other final thoughts on the Ashley House saga at the moment? It's a bit of a placeholder. I assume it'll come up again. What I liked about it is the fact that Michelle is, like, warning her that it's always the person who holds the cards financially who wants to get divorced and do settlement really quickly without attorneys. So she's planting that seed. I liked how she said, you can't believe everything that he puts in front of you is everything he's got to put in front of you. Yeah. So she's like, you need to exchange financial data before you do anything. And mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season, I was like, Ashley knows what she's doing. She's a smart cookie. I'm starting to realise she's not so smart when it comes no. to this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> she's oh. trying, but she's Googling. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So we go to Mia at the salon with Sharice and Jacqueline, another wannabe, another Angie K of Potomac. Mia just wants an ally on the show, so she's asked her best friend to come on the show. Well, did you notice? So they put up that photo of them both from high school, and I was like, that's a photo of two random women. That's <gasps> not Mia and Jacqueline. <laughs> I never thought of that. That's so funny. <laughs> I don't know who they were, but it wasn't them. Oh, my God, that's so funny. <laughs> I never thought of that. Oh, you clever. <laughs> well... I don't know. So they're all so excited about Miami and me too. And I just thought it was so funny how we're acting like it's a trip to Europe or Asia or something. I know. But it's what we needed. It is what we needed. And, yep, six-bedroom house, nine girls. Here we go. Woohoo! Then we have a scene with Wendy and Andy talking about a mum. Any thoughts? First of all, Wendy's – I'm so sick and tired of hearing how busy Wendy is. Bitch, <laughs> you have time to journal – you're not as busy as you say. Yeah. I know plenty of women who would think having time to sit down and journal and, first of all, get a full face of makeup. Like <laughs> most women with kids who work outside of the home as well don't have time to shower or they're showering when they're bathing their children. Like that's their yeah. shower. So, uh-huh. fuck, you're fucking journaling. Just shut up. Shut <laughs> up. I did enjoy how she's like, oh, my God, the burn session ended up being a Wendy Rose session. Everyone's mean to me. I don't want to hang out with them. But, yes, I am going to Miami. I love Miami. (laughs) I did love that. I did love that. Oh, and surprise, surprise, it's a no on the restaurant. You Mm. tried to start a storyline for yourself that's already over by episode six. Yeah, sad. Sad. So then some of the gals go shopping and they're talking about Chris, who's been tweet storming all about the situation. Oh, yeah, I wrote it down. What his tweet was? 
you're really not ready for what's about to go down. Call me what you want, but a liar I am not. And if that's the path you choose, I promise you will be sorry. Who's shaken in their boots from Chris Bassett? First of all, you will be sorry is very <laughs> threatening language. Well, yeah. With all the shit that Candace went through with Monique and the legal shit, mm. I would not be writing you will be sorry. Yeah. Maybe he's don't, just as don't bad as Don't put it in Candace. writing, Chris. Or yeah. did Candace grab his f- like phone and tweet that for him? <gasps> I'd believe that. Yeah. That's a good theory. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It just came to me. Yeah. Well, no, if, if it was Candace, she'd be like calling them names. My question, though, is I noticed when he tw- or he or Candace tweeted that, someone replied saying, I believe Giselle. And Nathan, I just want you to let me know if that was you. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> One of my burner accounts. <laughs> I believe Giselle. Um, so this is when we get to talk about who's sucking Michael's dick or who who sticks Michael's sucking blah, blah, blah. Oh, um, Robin's like, yeah, I heard all this years ago. Yeah, I know. I did love that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, we, we've already talked about that, the bleeping of the names, etc. And so this is when Giselle's like, I never want to speak to Chris ever again. Yes. I don't know why. Because he won't apologise or because Candace isn't selling it to him in a way that he could see why he might need to apologise. I mean, I don't think he needs to apologise, but that's just my opinion. It could just be one step on her pre-planned season journey. Oh, that's like, true. I think she's came into this season thinking, I'll say this and then I might have a fight with Chris and then I might have a fight with Candace. I mean, we all know Giselle never has a storyline of her own and and we do trash Lisa Rinna for doing just this, but for some reason when it's Giselle, we love it. Yeah, because it's done in that less crazy cuckoo bird way. And it, it's funny. But then, yeah. I don't know, it's kind of the same thing. She's going on a bandwagon of someone's husband being a perv. So <laughs> is that any less of what Rina does? Well, yeah, and I do think she comes in wanting a takedown. Like, remember when Mia bashed Candace up? Yeah. And, <laughs> With um, the salad. <laughs> and, well, and no, at the barn, yeah. No, did I say Mia? I meant Monique. Oh, okay. When Monique bashed <laughs> yeah, she, Mia didn't bash Candace <laughs> up with that salad, no way. No. Um, but when Monique bashed up Candace and mm. then Giselle was like, I don't want to be filmed with her, I don't feel safe, she was bringing security, like that was all a pre-planned oh, setup. that was all for the tease. I honestly think it's because, and it's not just us, I think it's all people, when someone is funny, we mm-hmm. give them we a pass. We forgive them. We do. Yeah. We're doing it with Jen. Like, well, not really, but like we're enjoying her while we have her. We are, and she definitely yeah. does not deserve a pass. And Erica, not funny, and so she's not getting a pass. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, we ah. do pay like billions of dollars a year for an entertainment and to be entertained, especially for a laugh. So mm. basically I'm giving you and me a pass, Nathan, by saying, you know, Good. we're just like everyone else. Don't we switch. deserve a pass. We so deserve a pass. We go to the airport. We get the footage of the airport, which I love. Um, <laughs> my highlight was Karen being all fake and phonally with um, Charisse. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> Good morning, Charisse. How are you today? <laughs> and then the pan to camera with oh. the, like, grimace. And her, her eyeballing Charisse from head to toe and back up. Well, she was wearing a moo-moo. Oh, Sharice. Sharice. Honestly. No hug, though. <laughs> no hug. No hug. 
There was no <laughs> hug. There was no air kiss. It was like, you know, that whole I'm going to step back. How are you? And are you up and down? It was everything. <laughs> it was, it was perfect. so good. <laughs> yeah, we get Ashley twerking in the lounge. Then we're, we're landing in Miami. There's talk about the luggage or whatever. And then we're splitting into two vans. Yes. And, again, what I loved about this was that, they're talking about whether or not there was strategy and how the bands were split up. Oh, yeah, first round draft pick. <laughs> like we're doing basketball references here. And, okay, so Wendy, not mm. funny. So yes. she she calls out Mia for saying that Miami was the dirty tip of Florida, right? That's right, the dirty deep south tip of the east coast. But I think she missed the joke because, like, everyone says Florida looks like a penis. Yeah. Penises have tips. So, like, if you're looking at it as a penis, the Miami's the tip. Exactly. And Wendy's like, that's incorrect. And it's like, Wendy, get your head out of your ass and, and find the joke. Get girl. your head find out of joke. your ass and into some dick. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, that yeah. works both ways. I, I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, Wendy, not funny. No, um, she did say they, professor. Maybe we need to do another fucking counter. Jesus Christ. She, the thing is, we've circled it back around. Now she's leaning into it and being self-aware about it, but it's still annoying. It's so annoying, right? <laughs> and my question uh, is, how does a $12 million house only have six bedrooms? They must have been reserving bedrooms for crew and shit, right? Uh, it's like, was it you that was telling me on the below decks that the biggest yeah. room is not actually the primary suite for the charter yeah. guests? It's for the camera crew? Yeah. That's depressing. Well, they got a lot of equipment to store and stuff. I suppose these people are on the below decks, they do get a massive discount. Yeah, and, like, they clearly want them to be in a house that's too small for them. Obviously. It, this <laughs> is Beverly Hills. What was that massive, like, log cabin house that had, like, 45 bedrooms or some shit? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay, so, well, Giselle's saying she wants a little young boy, which <laughs> made me feel uncomfortable. Like, I know she was talking about, like, a 20-year-old, but, like, stop, stop saying young saying boy. Stop saying that. It totally grossed me out. Yeah, gave me the ick. Oh. And I enjoyed how, like, Car B was already not loving the neighbourhood, not loving the house. They were like, Mia planned it. It's going to be shit. I'm not going to lie, but the across-the-road from the house images oh. it, it wasn't a good view from the front of the it's, house it's where i stayed when i went to miami like i wasn't <laughs> rich enough to stay on south beach i was slumming it like the view from the rear of the property though was gorgeous but i am surprised that they didn't stay in the fancy schmancy area yeah i mean it did it, yeah the view was nice like you said but it's um, they basically got an airbnb yeah. <laughs> they got like a really expensive Airbnb. I mean, I, I've been on the Airbnb. I was trying to find Kyle Richards' place and I noticed there were places on there for like $30,000 a week. I'm like, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, if your place is worth that much to rent, surely you're not putting it on the Airbnb. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know about that. Anywho. So they get to the house. They eat a pineapple feta salad served in a pineapple, which I thought was really fun. Cute. But then we get a fucking flashback of Karen cleaning out her chicken fridge. We don't need to see that again. Yeah, I don't need to see that again. Okay, you don't eat chicken. Neither do I. It's fine. <laughs> we didn't need to see it once. You can live without it. It's no problem. Uh, and so Mia named each room after stripper terminology. Mm. <laughs> Classic Mia. I know. Um, and I enjoyed the whole <laughs> thing about her refusing to tell, like, Wendy where Candace was sleeping and then Ashley hiding the car. I was confused about that. So how does she not know where she was sleeping? She knew where she was sleeping. She didn't want to tell the other ladies. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think what room is it, though? I haven't seen the shit room yet. 
I think she'll be rooming with Wendy. Oh. I think so. <laughs> That's why she didn't want to show her because she's like, I yeah. don't want you to know that you're going to have a flatmate in a second. Yeah, because Ashley steals the card and she finds out. Right. <laughs> I thought Ashley took the card and put it with Wendy's to make them share a room. Oh, maybe. I don't That's know. That's <laughs> what I thought. I thought Ashley took Candice's card and put it in with Wendy to make them share a room. Classic shenanigans. I know. Either way. <laughs> Sharice wants to go to a fucking hotel because she doesn't have Then go room. then. She keeps like saying like, oh, no, I need my bathroom. I sleep naked and I snore and I'm like, oh, gross. But um, like, just go then. Bitch, you're not even on the show. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> Sorry, like you're not on the show. No one cares. Ugh. Like if you want to, one up them, do a Diana Jenkins, get a bigger room, get a penthouse suite and invite people over. Oh, exactly. And steal all the fun guests. Yeah. Which would be uh, just Mia, basically. But anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, so Peter's also in Miami. Yeah. Of course, that thirsty bitch. Isn't one of his bars in Miami? Doesn't he own a bar I'm in Miami? I'm sure. I'm sure he's got some sort of operation running in Miami. The thing um, is, I reckon Peter is a very small percentage partner in a business that owns bars, right? Yeah. And because he's been on The Housewives and he's, you know, B-grade celebrity... He's the face of the business, but I bet you any money his profit share of the, that business is teeny tiny compared to everyone else's. Like he probably owns has a 5% stake, just like the Toms in Tom Tom. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Anywho, that's um, my But he, he's got beef with Wendy, which is fun. Why? Because she doesn't want to do the bar. She came to him with the idea. She can say, oh, I'm not doing it anymore. It's not like yeah. he spent any money on anything. What's his beef? <laughs> his beef is he wants airtime. No shit. And so then we get a later that night. And oh, the supers. They were so cool. I got so excited. Oh, and so good. Basically, I mean, Mia's tossing wine at Wendy and, and I don't know what else happened. I was, was sort like of in a state later, of euphoria. Mia throws a drink in Wendy's face. That. Fight, fight, fight. Night. One more fucking like as in verbiage, and then back to Mia and Peter and she's saying, like, you sure you're ready for all this? I was like, whoa. Oh, man, I love Miami. Oh, I love it. so good. So that's a TBC. I mean, that's a worthy TBC. Yeah, I thought so too, actually. Okay, well, let's talk about Salt Lake, which I did not love as much. No, Mia. Um, This one was RSVP Lee's. I think we're dragging some shit on, man. In Salt Lake? Yeah, I think stuff's getting dragged and dragged, and I'm like, where's my storylines? Well, and, like, we've got to sit through a husband's scene. Like, you're not Jersey. I wrote the same thing. This is not Jersey. (sighs) Stop trying to make fetch happen. We start the episode doing Bible study. So like, there's your sign that's going to be a boring episode. And I'm like, fudge Bible study. I know. I agree. And f- the fudge college kids wasn't liking it. I'm watching Housewives. I don't want to go to church. And look, I understand that it is part of the narrative that we're in Salt Lake City. But we find out that Lisa, who's the only practicing Mormon at this point, isn't even a practicing Mormon. She's talking about the fact that she wants to go back to church regularly with her family. She wants to resume Bible study. So basically you, you, you've been a non-practicing Mormon, so you've just been giving forced donations to the church all this time. That's it. That's all she's been doing. Yeah. It's not fucking Mormon. Yeah. That's like Catholics who say I'm Catholic, but they only go to church on Christmas and Easter. You know, but going to church twice a year does really set you up for the rest of the year. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> like... <laughs> Whatever. I'm I'm for that. Oh, I'll go to I'll go to a midnight mass at Christmas once every five years, and I'm in my nana's good books. I do love a midnight mass at Christmas, but that's yeah. just because I love all like the singing and the candles and the cool outfits. Oh, the oh the cool outfits. Oh, the outfits yeah. are everything. Oh, mate. 
And so, and then we go skiing. I'm like, you're not going to back up Bible study with skiing. We've seen it. This is not the Olympics. It is not fun watching other people ski. <sighs> okay. It's not Bravo. unless they're falling over. Sorry. This is like watching people throw fucking hatchets. Might be fun to do. Not fun to fucking watch. I know, and because, like, we say to, like, on the other franchises, like, oh, go out and do an activity or whatever. But, no, we just need to see them sitting down drinking. How many times have I told you I don't do activities? I know, I know. Watching these activities is fucking boring. The only activity <laughs> that is fun to watch is them drinking and being dickheads. The end. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> and then Heather's, like, calling people, being like, you made it into the choir. And it's like, no shit, five people auditioned. Of course That's they all made it. That's fucking hilarious. And Heather's being all lovey-dovey with them on the FaceTime, including with Whitney, who she just kicked out of a fucking house. <laughs> no. Wait, is Heather going through the change of life? Has she got a chemical imbalance? She might. She might. She's not Siggy Flicker crazy, but she's not doing so good. Well, it's just like, of, of course they're getting into the choir, Heather. Of course. So why did you even need to have auditions? <laughs> Honestly, that choir practice when they were singing, Jesus Christ. So funny. It, actually, so, Jesus Christ would say, love, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. So I think, is it, well, they're stopped on a mountain or whatever. So Lisa's saying that Heather's life is a house of cards built on lies. Oh. Which I thought was a lot. That was everything. I mean, so um, don't be so dramatic. It made me flash back to when... Gina Liano said that on season one of Melbourne and she's like, all you've got is a deck of cards and it's about to tumble over or something I like don't that. Remember. It was so good. Oh, so good. Fucking miss Gina. Um, I could watch season one of Melbourne again oh, like so e every day. That is a good call. I might do that tomorrow. So good. Oh, um, awesome. And Whitney mentions her trauma again. I didn't write any uh, other fucking notes, man. I just wrote down that they're basically bitching about Heather because they're all pissed with Heather right now. That's it. Yeah, but the Whitney with the trauma stuff, it's sort of like she's like, that's my excuse for my being messy in the past, but now I'm trying to not be messy. And it's like, is it an excuse for being messy? I don't know. No, no, she didn't say it was an excuse. She said well, it was she's... a reason because it was learned behaviour. Yeah, it sounds like an excuse. When you grow up in an abusive house, you learn patterns of shit behaviour. And then as an adult, when you try to have relationships with other people and they say it's not acceptable for you to speak to me like that or treat me like that, you're just like, okay, it's got to be me. Everyone's saying the same thing. Mm. Give a girl a minute. She's had an epiphany and she's working on it, but she sucks at it because she's never done it before. Oh, she's she going to make a lot it. of mistakes. At yeah. least she's fucking trying. I don't know. I'm giving a girl a pass for a minute. Yeah, okay, you can do that. I won't. You don't have to. It's fine. I won't. Just because you grew up in a normal house. <laughs> fucking cunt. So then we go to the fry out with all the boys and oh, yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. It was so boring. At one point, Jen came in and she's like, the strippers are here. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. But then she left. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's a bummer. The only thing I did think was really cool, and I've told you I get a lot of shit at a housewives. I get these little nuggets of wisdom. Mm -hmm. When Coach right at the end was saying, like, obviously about the shit he's been going through, he said, I'm not flinching, so now what? And I thought I really liked that. Like, I could use that some days to remind myself, like, I've been through a lot of shit. I'm stronger than I think in that moment. You know, sometimes when shit's hard or I get anxious or I freak out, I just need to remind myself, like, I've been through this shit before. I got it. I really just liked it. step back for a second uh -huh. and think, do you really want to take life lessons from someone who looked at Jen Shaw and said, I want to marry that person? You know what? I'm taking what I'm taking and I'm leaving the rest, <laughs> okay? I don't trust his judgment. 
Well, look, I don't particularly like, you know, want Dr. Phil's life, but occasionally he says some cool shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. you know. Take, like, take those little morsels and nuggets I was having can. a down day and I was like, you know what? i got to stop flinching when I know I got this. So you That's back off. True. Okay. I thought it was sweet that they were showing men in fellowship. And I, I hate using that word because it's a bit churchy, but I thought it was sweet. I thought it was boring. I thought it was a flop. Even when Seth's pulling John aside, I was like, yeah, a confrontation and then nothing. That went nowhere. They could tell that they weren't going to agree, shit. so they just let it go. The oh, only man. thing that really bugged me about this scene is when they sat down to eat, there was no salad in sight. <gasps> it was meat, meat, meat. And what do you call that cheesy pasta? Mac and cheese? Yeah. <laughs> there were no fucking salad. Well, okay, that's a great segue to the next scene. So Meredith's making a broad bean salad or something with her sister and it's it, it takes like two of them to cut up a lemon. Did you see that? No, that took three of them, sweetheart. Three of them to cut up a lemon. <laughs> this is like Kendall Jenner not knowing how to cut up a cucumber. What the fuck? Did it you see crazy. that, by the way, Kendall Jenner? Trying no. to slice a cucumber horizontally. Oh, God. It was like, it was the stupidest thing, God bless. <laughs> it's like, stop pretending you all don't have chefs 24-7. This is why uh, we watch you people. We want to see the chefs. Anyway, yeah, three people to slice a lemon. What the fuck? That's so funny. So this, again, another bit of a bummer of a scene talking yeah. about the nephew. Honestly, very sad, very serious. I thought it was kind of, I don't want to say fucked up, but... Obviously, we've heard Mary of the say even at reunion that her nephew had mental health issues. Mm. And look, she does share in this scene that he attempted suicide. But she, to me, what bothered me was that she said what he did in that attempt. And I didn't yeah. think that was cool or responsible thing to do. You don't want to be telling people different ways. Yeah. I just, no, nah, I don't think that's, I, I personally think that Bravo should not have included that. Yeah, I wouldn't blame her for that. I'd blame Bravo for that. Yeah, for I'm sure. just like, you don't include shit like that. Just yeah. the fact that you say he attempted suicide is more than enough information. Uh, well, even yeah, even that, like, it's a bit triggering for people. Yeah. I agree. It was a lot. But what did you think of her sister, apart from all of the, the sadness around this scene? Um, I think her sister was really uncomfortable in front of the camera and she pushed through that as best she could and I think did a decent job because for her it was about positive messaging with yeah. mental health, basically saying you can be here and down and really in a bad place but you can come through it. And I think that was her entire point of her willingness to do this scene and I think she's commendable for that. And I don't need to see her again. because Agreed. <laughs> when they were like, oh, we have this thing where <laughs> it's a rule where if I'm warm then you're cold. <laughs> I was like, that's not funny. <laughs> At the end of the day, all we need to take from this scene as Salt Lake City fans is that Meredith is pissed at Whitney because she thinks that Whitney started the rumours about Lisa and not her and she really wants to get that side of her story out. And mm, that's, that's all good. we need to take from that scene. The end. And I received that. There you and go. I received it. Okay, so then we we got Heather doing more choir work. She's is this her full time job? Like write your book that's overdue. What is I, she doing with this fucking choir? Again, Jen Shah's got her <sighs> megaphone with her. I love it. And you know what? I love it. And you could you could hear her voice was croaky and I was like, where are we at? Is this a chicken of the egg thing? Does she have the microphone because her voice is croaky or is her voice croaky because she's always using the microphone? Well, we all we know she loves to yell. I mean, even TMZ <laughs> showed us that. There are too many scenes with these Angies and with this Dana. I'm calling her Angie Dana, Angie D. 
because I'm, I, I'm Dana not Dana isn't Angie D, so they're all Angie. She's a, they're all Angie's oh, to me. God. I can't differentiate. Do you know what I hope Bravo does? I hope what? after all this hard work and thirsty work, sorry, I hope after all this thirsty work that these Angies bring this season to take Jen's place next season, I hope Bravo hires someone new entirely. Me too. How good would that be? And then still make these bitches come and, like, do little bullshit scenes. <laughs> that would be great. I don't know. None like of this, them. This Angie K, I, she's not jumping out to me apart from Angie H, apart from Angie D, apart from Angie F. Like, I don't... Angie H is driving storyline, but too many people on the cast don't like her. Oh, no, hang on a sec. Jen doesn't like her and Lisa doesn't like her. Oh, that's Okay. She can be on the show if only Lisa hates her next season. Yeah, Lisa hates everyone. Well, so, anyways, I did enjoy when Angie K picked Jen up and they were driving past the church and Jen does the sign of the cross. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> she's she's got to use all the tricks that bitch. she's got up her sleeve. Pick a lane. <laughs> and oh, so God. she does not want to be pinned as the bully in this whole situation by Angie D. And no, Angie H says that. Was it Angie H? I thought, I thought Angie D called her the bully. Oh, I'm confused there. Dana, Dana called her the bully. Let's just move on. Oh, yeah, <laughs> let's you're move right. on. Do you know when these chicks, unless it's Angie H, I can't tell the other two apart. I keep forgetting. I know. And the only the only similarity between them is that they both have dark hair. That's it. Because yeah. I'm not paying attention to them. I do think Angie K might become interesting because in that mid-seasons trailer, we get Jen pouring a drink on Angie K, and uh-huh. they seem to be bosom buddies right now. So I'm in. Interested right. to see how that progresses. Yeah, that would be. See, again, Jen giving us what we need. Oh, thank God for Jen. <laughs> okay, so we go to the choir practice. Oh, my God, there's he- not one bear, there's two. There's, I love a good bear. God bless the gays. Is the other one really a bear? Because he looks more like a village person. Yeah, he's more of With the uh, just like a hunky man. Yeah. He's got that moustache. He's a big guy, but I think he might actually be big because he lifts weights. Yeah? yeah. I don't yeah. know. Fuck it. Let's just call them bear one and bear two. Yeah, <laughs> Angie Bear One and Angie Bear Two. <laughs> That's it. Okay, so and and yet they're all like, "Oh my god, everyone, you made the choir! Oh my god, you made it too, bitch! You're on a cast. Yes, you all made it." Why is Heather like excited when Whitney arrives? Oh my god, you're here! It's like very fake and phonally. What the fuck? I know, and Whitney makes a big deal about how she sung Mormon hymns, even though she went to quitmormon.com. So, like, that goes to show how she's being a good friend. No, bitch. You just what want a stretch. You just want to be in the scenes. Come on. Yeah. So, Lisa tries to talk to Heather, and Heather in confessional goes, ugh, I hate her. <gasps> wow. <laughs> I was a little shocked. Yeah. Yeah, and I was also shocked. Like, Heather is so into this choir stuff, right? So why is it as soon as they start their first rehearsal, she ignores the choir rehearsal and just kind of has a little, like, low-key fight with Lisa? Well, and that's the thing. They're warming up around them while they're talking about the obituary stuff. And I'm like, Lisa, you of all people need a warm-up. You don't sound good when you sing. She honestly thinks she can sing. Go do some vocal runs with that bear and learn learn to find a note. She was on the Watch What Happens Live and sang and she still cannot sing. (laughs) She'll have an album out soon. Someone asked, I mean, her and Luann, they're basically (laughs) the same person with with that voice. Oh, my God. Good Lord. And so, like... We get multiple little scenes of people having a conversation with the choir in the background and it's like, shut up, oh. <laughs> like to the choir. <laughs> oh, agreed. And then- Those bears were like, no, we've got a run sheet. We need to get through six numbers. And then when they did all shut up and join the choir, it was the worst sounding thing I have heard in a long while. Yeah, agreed. It was t- 
terrible. <laughs> and we learned that Meredith is the costume consultant. I'm like, bitch, are we all going to be wearing fucking mesh face keenies at, at our performances? <laughs> What's going on? Fucking Brooks Marks tracksuit pants. <laughs> no. Jesus. But with the Lisa and Heather stuff, mm. I, I did enjoy how Lisa was like, it's a yes or no question. <gasps> Do you like me? And I, that was a good callback to um the reunion where Jen was like, it's a yes or no. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But then she didn't actually say, yes, I like you. No. She no, just, she didn't. What did she say? Something like, I want to work on the friendship. No, you don't want to work on the friendship. That's code yeah. for I want to get along with you well enough to stay on this show. Yeah. And so then Jen's talking to Angie H about the Finster. Oh, oh no, wait. With Lisa and Heather, did you notice? Because even when Whitney came up, Heather keeps saying, I don't remember. I don't remember. This is yes. why I'm like there's some chemical imbalance going on. Well, Whitney says, I think in regards to the BJs for jazz tickets, Whitney says Heather has either conveniently forgotten or genuinely forgotten. That's where she's resolved. Yeah, of and- course. But then she even says Whitney was like, I surprised you wanted me here because the last time I saw you, you physically pushed me out of your house. And she was like, I don't remember that. What? Yeah. I don't know. Is she just like, I just want to move on. I can be bothered. It's like, well, you don't get to do that. All right. So they butcher the hymn, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So Meredith pulls out a cheese plate. And what did you think of this cheese plate? It's not a platter. It's a cheese plate. Okay. I do not understand what's going on in the United States of America. (laughs) But clearly at school, you need lessons on how to do a proper antipasto platter. Obviously, you call it charcuterie. It's a French word. We're mostly wogs in Australia. We call it antipasto. For fuck's sake. How do you not know? It is just something that we learn how to do from when we're little because our parents do it. Yeah. What the fuck? That Look, no antipasto has ever been worse than Candace's last year. We, under the we, cloche, yeah. Uh, that fucking strawberries under a cloche and some shit-ass crackers <laughs> and, and, and a pile of shit fucking grapes and she moved on. It was awful. But they're just not good. And This was on the size of a bread plate. I was like, oh. what are you doing? <laughs> Get a cloche at least. <laughs> what are you doing? And look, if you don't fancy that you want to do it, because clearly that was zero effort, you can fucking order one from the deli down the road. I mean, Crystal had enough shit in her kitchen, like, just to whip one up in seconds. I know. This, it cost you fucking 40 bucks to buy one already done. Crazy. Like, Crazy. just awful. Oh, it just so, it hurts my heart, honestly. No, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, a rant incoming. It's so fucking depressing. <laughs> like, I so, get it. You hate that person. <laughs> you don't want to make an effort for them, but you're going to be on the TV. Okay, I'll I'll stop now. I'll stop. (laughs) Well, so Meredith's trying to talk to Angie D about, and Angie D's talking about how she wants to get new friendships, but I'm like, you're boring, doll. Another one who's so fucking busy. Oh, I'm so busy. Like, Mm -hmm. she showed a couple of houses that morning. She went to visit a friend. She's going to the gym. She's got to pick up her kids from school and she's gone on a date night. But bitch, she's so fucking busy. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know, I didn't really get anything oh, out of Angie D. No. And then Jen's meeting one of the Angies on Angie K. Salt Lake's only rooftop pool. Yep. Like, is that just where we go every episode yep, now? there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> nowhere else to go. It's either that or skiing. Everything else is probably a restaurant or a shop. You're in a place where it's constantly snowing. Yeah. Where else are you going to go? I don't know. So they're talking about... San Diego. And I did agree with Jen when she said, I don't want any more healing trips. I don't want trauma. Let's get glam. Let's have fun and keep it surface. I know, but what's with the lays? 
Well, I, yeah, I don't Diego, get it either. You're not going to Hawaii. <laughs> I know, and like the big inflatable like palm tree and that. Maybe they were like, we want to go to Hawaii, but you can't leave the States. Well, Hawaii is in America. Well, then why can't they go to Hawaii? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they just haven't thought of it. Oh, yeah. Why can't they go to Hawaii? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Bravo didn't have frequent flyers, enough frequent flyers for him. Maybe. So they call Meredith and Angie D to invite them to San Diego. Yeah. And so that's when Jen says, Dana, I would have invited you, but you called me a bully bitch or something like yeah, that. Yeah, fair enough. And it's like, okay, well, you know the housewives in the bully comments. Like, Jen, you're a criminal. I don't think it matters if you're a bully as well. Yeah, that's true. I didn't- you bullied old people out of their money. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. How come I didn't think of that? I don't know. I don't She's know. a bully. She I mean, she's a bully. We we love watching her, but she's a bully. Yeah, I know. No one would want to actually be friends with her. And uh, for her to be like, what? That's crazy. And it's like, have you not seen yourself splashing people and throwing glasses at people? She fucking storms off in her towel and then comes back to scream. Like, I get why she's going from zero to 100 because she's going to the jail and she's scared. But again, she's always been like this. How are you with someone like Coach Shah, the calmest, chilled person? Is he only like that for the TV? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Is he as aggro as she is in the real life? I don't think he's zen and wise. I think he comes right. off as zen and wise, but when you really dig deeper, you're like, no, something's oh, off there. Oh, that would fucking piss me off. Yeah. Well, I did laugh when Angie Kay said, aloha to me, apparently, or something like <laughs> that, when she's left with all of the, like, Hawaii paraphernalia. kind of felt <laughs> stupid on her own. Yeah, fair call. Fair call. <laughs> so good. So we get uh, still to come this season, and it, it, looks, it looks all right. So we got San Diego, Jen pouring a drink on Angie Kay. Angie D has a friend who's an informant or something. There's yes. SEC fi- feelings. Yeah. Is that or filings? Filings. <laughs> Whitney would call it fillings. Yeah, um, she would. And <laughs> a Marilyn Monroe costume party, which is fun. And then we get the black and white footage of like, yeah, Heather supposedly being knocked out with a black eye or something. The only thing I could think of is because she's obviously locked someone accidentally in another room or she did it on purpose. That's what we see. Someone's in a room and she locks the door and then she goes back and opens it. Is that right? Oh, I thought maybe like someone was knocking on a door or something. Oh, maybe. I don't know. So obviously someone's tried to push the door open and it hits her face. So it's obviously not done on the purpose, but she's going to milk it for all it's worth. Either that or bitch just got an eye infection for not cleaning her eyelashes and just reapplying or some shit. Yeah, probably. Because she looked ridiculous. Ridiculous. Why would you put eyelashes on when you're like, she looked ridiculous. It's crazy. If your eyes like that, who's fucking like trying to paint the eye like it's like, you look like Quasimodo. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I can't wait for that mystery to be resolved or not resolved. I know. It's going to be fun. Any other final thoughts, Mariana, on this week in Bravo? It. I mean, I did just watch The Winter House. I'm loving it, but not much is really happening. That's too much skiing. <laughs> Lindsay and Carl rocked up. So I'm thinking, oh, great. I'm thinking next week some shit might go down with that because she, she hasn't been activated yet. So I'm a bit upset. Have you been watching Below Deck Adventure? I have. Did you notice someone's already been fired in three episodes? I know, that was great. They do it on purpose. He (laughs) was nuts, though. He was a loose fucking cannon. I don't think it was, like, 
safe for Bravo legally to let him stay. And I think that's why they were like, you gotta go. Yeah, let him let him yeah. be fired because he's a psycho. Oh, anyway, so if Twitter still exists after Elon Musk ruins <laughs> it, you can follow us on at effing Bravo and you can also go to Instagram. Hopefully Elon doesn't ruin that one as well. And shall we leave it there? Isn't that one owned by the Facebook? Yes, yeah, so it's other, being yeah. ruined by another billionaire. Yeah, the other psycho. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for that, darling. All right. Bye. Bye.